and welcome to the Ask the Author podcast, a weekly podcast where you get to ask me, the author, anything to do with writing and publishing. My name is Jodie Gibson and I'm a writer, fiction author and writing mentor. I know what it's like starting out in the writing world, having so many questions and not knowing where to start. So now, as a published author, both traditionally and indie, I'm here to share my knowledge to help you on the way to accomplishing your writing goals. Hello and welcome. I can't believe we are up to question 15 already. It only seems like yesterday that I started this podcast and well, here we are. I'm recording this episode on Monday, July the 31st, 2023, and I'm excited to tackle this week's question. But first, I did want to let you know that I have a brand new newsletter. This one is specifically for writers, and each week I send out a newsletter and I share a writing tip, some insider industry info, and some links and opportunities that I've come across via the World Wide Web during the week. So if this sounds like it's right up your alley, then please head to my website, www.jfgibson.com.au, and you'll find the subscribe buttons there and you can sign up. Okay, let's move on. Time for this week's question. This week's question is a ripper and it's all about book reviews. Here's the question that was dropped into my website contact form. Hi, I'm Samira. I hope I'm pronouncing that one correctly. And I am planning on self-publishing my first book sometime next year. The thing I'm most nervous about is reading my reviews and seeing what people say about the book. I've heard that authors shouldn't read their reviews, especially somewhere like Goodreads but I'm wondering why this advice is given. As an author, I want to know what readers think of my book, but I'm also worried how I will react to a one-star review. I'm just not sure if I could handle that sort of thing. What's your advice for authors and book reviews? Okay, thank you, Samira. Well, firstly, congratulations on planning to indie publish your first novel. Very exciting times ahead. So that's all good. And I'm also excited that you are interested to know how to handle this topic because it's not something that we kind of think about until the end of the publishing process when you realize that, okay, people are going to read your book and they are going to review it. So I'm going to tackle this question in a couple of ways. And first of all, I want to start with my personal experiences. So my first piece of advice is something that I needed to do very early on, and that is to put aside my own rating system for books. So whether or not you review books yourself or not doesn't really matter, but we all have a default impression of what a five-star book is to us, and everyone is different. For me personally, a five-star read is a book I've thoroughly enjoyed from all aspects. So over character, plot, setting, subject matter, one I've really connected with and one that I've found hard to put down. That's a five-star read for me. 
A four-star read is a book I've enjoyed, but is probably just not quite a five-star read. A three-star read for me is an okay read, something that maybe I could put down and I wasn't rushing to pick back up again, but still when I was reading it, I was enjoying it. Two stars for me is probably a book where I couldn't really get into the story and that might be for a myriad reasons, just it's hard to pinpoint sometimes. And a one star book is something that I probably have really struggled with and possibly couldn't even finish. Now, I did used to rate and review books, but I no longer do so. As an author, I am awfully conscious of the fact that not every book is for every reader. And I'm also aware now, being an author, of how much work goes into putting a book out there and writing a book. So now I tend to recommend books rather than rate them. And I always only recommend books that I have enjoyed. I actually don't see any benefit or positives in putting a one-star rating on a book and telling everyone how much I hated it. I, I just doesn't sit well with me and I can't see the point in that. Um, if you feel that strongly about a book, maybe it just wasn't for you. But again, that's my personal opinion. Um, so my point is going back to adjusting your own expectations of reviews and ratings is important because the thing to remember is that everyone's values are different. Everyone sees books differently and a five-star read to you might be someone else's book they couldn't even finish. So it's really important to put aside what you think a five-star read is, what you think a one-star read is, and take everything else with a grain of salt. Um, I've also come to the opinion, and this is really interesting, is that a three-star review, particularly from readers who review a lot of books, so your bookstagrammers or book bloggers, is actually a really good rating. Now, as I mentioned, a three-star for me is just an okay read that I've probably enjoyed, but, you know, it didn't blow me out of the park. But I think because your bookstagrammers and your NetGalley reviewers, they're reading a lot of books and they're reviewing a lot of books. So five-star read has to be pretty smashing. So your three and your four-star reads are actually really good reviews. So I had to adjust my thinking with that. So there's a little bit of advice. So that is my first piece of advice. Put aside your own rating system and move forward from there. The next thing I want to speak about is whether or not you as the author should actually be reading your reviews. And I think that depends on a couple of things. You mentioned in your question that, you know, you do want to know what people think of your book. Of course you do. It's only natural. And people will tell you, and most people if they reach out to you, whether on social media or however they can get in contact with you, they will only reach out to you if they really enjoyed your book. So that's always something good to keep in mind. But should you be going out there and actively seeking out your reviews? First question to ask yourself is, do you think you can handle the not so glowing reviews? Because there will be one star reviews, two stars. There will be people who do not like your book. That's just the way it is. As authors, we are opening ourselves up at all stages of the publishing process. We are putting our words, our heart, our souls, and our belief in our stories out there. And without a doubt, rejection is something we will encounter often many times 
along the way, whether it's rejection from agents or publishers during the pitching process, rejection or pushback from editors during editing, and then, of course, once the book is out there, rejection from readers. As much as we know that every book isn't for every reader, it doesn't always make those two and one-star reviews easy to read. And in fact, it can be damaging to our confidence and our mental health. So if you're someone who thinks you will be personally affected or even offended by these reviews, then I'd really advise you to think twice about whether or not you seek them out. Maybe you could have a trusted friend or family member read through your reviews and only pass on the good ones. That's totally your decision. Or just don't read them at all. Um, it is there, there are two ways of thinking about this because if you choose not to go onto Goodreads or Amazon or whatever, that's great. But I can also guarantee you that if you are on social media, you will be tagged in reviews, which is awesome when someone tags you when they've loved your book. But it's not so awesome when you get tagged in a one-star review. And there are some people out there who will still tag the author, which I don't understand, but there are, when they didn't enjoy the book. I remember just talking about one-star reviews. I remember when my first book was just out in the world and I couldn't help myself. I was forever checking Goodreads. I just wanted to know what people thought about it. So it's, it's only natural. And I vividly remember getting my first one-star review. It was the morning of a writer's conf conference. And going to a writer's conference is pretty, it's a, it's a big thing for me personally because I am an introvert, I'm quite shy as well. So, you know, I was already feeling all the feelings. Um, and I woke up to a one-star review and I was absolutely devastated. It totally crushed my confidence and I felt sick for the rest of the day. All I could think of was here I am in a room full of other accomplished, amazing authors, and I just felt like a fraud and a phony and like that I shouldn't, I didn't belong. It was not great. But did it stop me from reading my reviews? Nope, of course not. I went back for more because you get into this position where you just want the dopamine hit of a good review where someone loves your book because that feeling is amazing. And sometimes it makes those one-star reviews not feel worth it, but you feel you can put them in their place that, you know, you can you can really see that one person's opinion is just that, an opinion. Now, though, I'm definitely more selective about the reviews I read. I'd love to say that I'm one of those authors who never read reviews, but I'm not. I do care what people think of my book, but I have learned to grow a thicker skin over time. And I can now scroll past neg negative reviews. If there's ones or two stars, I don't even read what they say. I've, they're just gone and I try not to give them a second thought most of the time. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to bring up is that it, as an indie author, you are going to have more of a need to read reviews. For example, if you put your if you put your book on NetGalley, which is a review site for early reading copies to get um, early reviews out there, you will need to monitor things yourself, and it's inevitable that you will see the reviews. That's just the way it goes. As a trad published author, so with a traditional publishing contract, your publisher usually handles that that side of NetGalley and all that sort of thing, so it will be easier for you. Um, 
I guess the other thing I wanted to mention, which is something you pointed out, and that is that you want to know what people think of your book. And there can be good things that can be gained from reading your reviews. You can see what common things readers related to, the common things they enjoyed. And on the flip side of that, you can see if there were things that perhaps didn't resonate with readers and if there were some common themes there. But at the end of the day, you just need to take all reviews with a grain of salt. Reviews are for readers, not authors. And that's something that you will hear thrown about in the industry. And it's it's something you should remember. What is said about your book is often none of your business. And my biggest piece of advice is never, under any circumstances, engage with a reader who has given you a not-so-glowing review. There are reviewers out there who make it their business to shred books apart, including the author. And engaging or responding to them will only end badly, most of all for you, the author. So you do need to step away and realize it's not about you. It's most likely about them. Often easier said than done. So to sum up, because I have gone off on a few tangents here, which I tend to do, so (laughs) sorry about that, but this topic is really like opening up a can of worms. There is so much that could be said about it. But I'm going to sum things up, and this is my advice as follows. First of all, decide if you are going to subject yourself to reviews or not. And if you're not, try and avoid them at all costs. Get someone else to read them for you, maybe... Get people to pass on the good ones so you feel good about yourself, which is always important. Um, But it is hard to avoid them on social media, so remember that. But stick to your guns. I have an author friend who actually asked her husband, who is in IT, if he could block Goodreads from her browser so that she, she wasn't tempted. So, you know, that's possibly an option. But if you are going to read reviews, then I offer this advice. Firstly, put aside your own rating system. Take every review with a grain of salt and repeat this mantra. Not every book is for every reader. Say it with me. Not every book is for every reader. Now remember it. (laughs) Also, take away the commonalities, both good and not so good. And there will be both. There will be both. And that's always good to take on board. And if you find reading the reviews at any stage is having a negative impact on your confidence or your mental health, stop. Step away from them for a while or as long as you need to or forever. It doesn't matter. And please don't be tempted to check daily. Please don't spend the first half hour of your day, which I have been known to do in the past, not any longer, but please don't spend the first hour checking Goodreads. It's not good. Maybe if you are going to set, um, if you are going to read your reviews, I suggest setting up five-minute timer once a week and scrolling through Goodreads, Amazon, your at tags on social media, and then stopping, walking away, get back to writing. And that's my last point: keep writing. What someone else thinks of your book is only one person's opinion. What's that mantra again? I'm not going to say it. You should already know it. So please don't let a negative review stop you from doing this thing that you love, this beautiful thing of writing and telling stories. Please don't. 
If you'd like to know more about this week's topic, you can check out my blog at www.jfgibson.com.au or if you have a question about writing or publishing that you'd like answered on the podcast, please reach out and get in touch. The easiest way to find me is to Google Jodie Gibson Author, where you'll find my website and socials. I look forward to hearing from you soon. So there you have it, Samira, my thoughts on reviews. It is definitely a difficult slope to navigate, especially as an indie author and as creatives. It's so hard to put ourselves out there and for our work to be judged, but it is also part of what we do. The most important thing is to protect your own well-being and never, ever let other people stop you from writing. Okay. Once again, thank you so much for listening and I do hope this has helped you form your own opinion on reviews and how you are going to manage them in your author career. Don't forget, if you have enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to share and if you haven't, keep it to yourself. On that note, happy writing. that's all for this week thank you so much for joining me if you've enjoyed this podcast please make sure you subscribe and give me a shout out on your socials also i'd love it if you could leave a review to help the podcast be seen and so other writers can benefit from it too you are also most welcome to support the podcast simply by buying me a coffee on ko-fi.com that's k-o-f-i.com or just head over to my website www.jfgibson.com.au and go to the podcast page and you can leave a one-off donation. Your support helps me with the production, editing and hosting costs of the podcast and you'll also get a special shout out on the next episode. You can subscribe to my monthly newsletter at my website as well or reach out to me on my Instagram or Facebook at jfgibsonwriter. Until next time, happy writing.